This is Agents Influence Podcast. You will see rate increases for the next 12 months because the laws have only recently changed and policies are now getting onto this new system in terms of how much we need for the past and how much we're going to need for the future in terms of looking at our actuarial analysis and coming up with those numbers. So there will be kind of a 12-month flow, but you are going to see premiums level out because of less litigation, less frivolous claims, and less fraud, and because of the tort reform changes that were made. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with Jason Cass. And today I am here with someone brought him up from Florida out of the industry with a carrier so that you can get to hear the inside scoop, not read the papers, not listen to what the politicians say, but actually get the real. Uh, stuff that's going on there in Florida. So I want to introduce everybody to Stacy Giulianti, and he is the, I didn't even ask you, you're the CEO, aren't you? I'm the CLO. I'm the chief legal officer, and I'm one of the co-founders. That's what it is. I knew it. You were a co-founder. That's right. And if you guys, being loyal listeners that you are, you may say to yourself, hey, that name sounds familiar. I don't know exactly when it was. I think it was 2021. Might have been 2020, but I think it was 2021. We got together and we talked about the state of the Florida insurance industry. It is an absolute disaster. I think, and I could be wrong here, I read a statistic back on that podcast that said like 81% of all premiums paid in America and insurance claims came from the state of Florida. It was some wild and crazy freaking stat like that. And uh, that's when uh, Stacy reached out, said, hey, I can entertain your uh, listeners with things that they want to know, the truth. So that was a very well-listened-to podcast. I think it's because it was timely, Stacy, And I think it's timely now. Um, at that time, um, you had a governor who was looking for re-election in the, uh, as, a, as a governor, and now he is on the trail out there. Um, he, he runs on a great record. I'm just, just so everybody knows, I'm a Giuliani, or I'm not Giuliani, I, I'm a, a Ron DeSantis fan. And, um, and I think he runs on this great record, but even me as a fan of his, I even question sometimes, why are you letting this hellhole being created in this great state that you live in? And so I want to get more to the bottom of that. I'll shut up just letting you know. Stacy, welcome once again to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and, and I appreciate you having me. And as a representative of Florida Peninsula Insurance, the Edison Insurance Company here in the great state of Florida. And I'm a big fan. As you know, I've been on your show before, and uh, hopefully this won't be the last time, but let's see how we do. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously, if it sucked the first time, I wouldn't let you back on, Stacey. So, Stacey, anyways, um, so tell us, I mean, tell us where, where, where we're at, what's been going on the last two or three years. There's actually some people who live on the West Coast, and they don't follow it as much as like we do on the East Coast and Midwest. So tell them about the state of the industry for the last two or three years there, or however long it's been going on. I, I will. And it's been going on for probably 10 or 20 years, but it got really bad over the last 10 years or so. And this is a warning for everybody because California has its own problems, New York, Massachusetts, 
Illinois. So there are other states that have not the same issues, but they could be looking at these kinds of issues. And so to me, this is a warning for agents and brokers and and retailers and carrier uh, employees across the country to kind of be aware of this because Florida was the bellwether. Now, I love Florida. I'm a huge Florida guy. I grew up here, but I did hear recently that someone say that Florida is the dive bar of the United States. So no offense to my fellow Floridians, but th- there's a little bit of truth to that. And I'm a Florida yeah, There lover. is. I'm a big Florida fan, and there is a little truth to that. I, I, I'm, I've been living here since I moved here as a child in the 70s. So believe me, uh, I'm a big fan. And I will say I believe Governor DeSantis and the legislature have done an absolutely phenomenal job. Whether you agree with everything Mr. DeSantis says, the fact is he and the legislature have done their best to almost solve the insurance crisis. But let's talk about what that crisis was. Okay, okay. So what we had is X number of years ago, again, a few years ago, it got even worse. But we had consumer attorneys. And I I was a consumer attorney. I'm now an attorney for the insurance company and a co-founder of this company. But 76% of the lawsuits filed in the U.S. against insurance providers for homeowners claims, okay, were filed in Florida, yet Florida is only 8% of those claims. So it's less than 10% of the homeowners claims in the whole U.S. occur in Florida, but almost 80% of homeowners insurance litigation occurred in Florida. And for us, that's like a cat three hurricane hitting Florida every single year in terms of the economic impact, the negative economic impact on both consumers, agents, companies, and the the economy. It's it's horrible. Mm -hmm. And so you say to yourself, well, you know, that's the money is going to is going to the 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 consumers, right? I mean, there are lawsuits, but ultimately the money gets the consumers. If you thought that, you'd be wrong. 71% of the money was paid out to the attorneys. 71% of, I believe it was $15 billion between 2013 and 2020, 71% was paid to attorneys representing the, uh, representing the consumers. Holy shit sauce. Not for I repairs. mean, when you, if you would have said 25 to 30%, people would have been like, all right, yeah, that's just what you got to live with. But 71, two thirds? Correct. And so what you had was at that point, early in, in, say, the early 2000s, you had about 50 companies offering homeowners insurance in Florida. Now we're down to about 10 that are really selling at any time. And the biggest carrier in the state of Florida is the government, is Citizens Property Insurance, which is basically a pseudo government entity. It's like the post office. It's the government. Gotcha. Maybe it's not. But that's basically what it is. It's a it's a okay. it's a, a pool for those who in the past couldn't get coverage, but now everybody uses it. Uh, and it's, it's one of our biggest competitors and it's very hard to compete against the government as I think you can, you can probably be aware. And so to make a long story short, you know, consumers were paying a thousand, two thousand $2,000 more for their insurance every year than they needed to just because of these lawsuits. And the reason there were so many lawsuits is not because the insurance companies were making so many mistakes but because there was a one-way attorney fee provision that said if the consumer has any disagreement and they file a lawsuit, if they get even one more dollar for their claim, their attorney gets unlimited attorney's fees, basically. So we'd seen claims where somebody might have gotten $1,000 more on their claim. It was a $20,000 claim. They said it wasn't enough. Uh, They filed a lawsuit. We decided, okay, here's another $1,000. Everybody agreed. They could get $100,000 in attorney's fees a million dollars in attorney's fees. And that's not unusual. That was happening all the time. 
Wow. Yes. And so while, you know, as a lawyer, I think there are times when people need to go to court and call someone a task, it created a cottage industry, Jason, where everybody was filing a suit for the smallest amount, even a dollar, going, getting some more money, either settling it or winning, or, you know, in most cases, resolve in the middle, and then getting unbelievable attorney's fees that were provided by the court, sometimes with what we call a multiplier, which is where they take the fee that you win and then they double it. Wow. So, how in the, I mean, how did that get, why is that just now being exploited versus being exploited 20 years ago? Is that, was that a new law or something that came into effect? It's been in effect for a while. I actually made my living on that law when I was representing consumers from uh, 1993 to 2005 before I joined Florida Peninsula and Edison. So, you know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that it didn't help me. It certainly did. But why all did. of a sudden now? Because it became, it went from, you know, lawyers like me who would find a case that was really egregious and would say, you know, you're not paying for this. And, you know, the whole house was destroyed and there's some technicality that the insurance company is fighting us on, as opposed to, well, you owe us another $100. These are real cases. And if you don't pay us the $100, we're going to file suit. And we'd look at the thing and say, you know, it's not $100. We're, we're not going to pay you $100 more. We're not going to pay you $1,000 more. We've paid the proper amount. They'd file a suit. They would get a teeny bit more money, and then we'd be on the hook for attorney's fees. So it became a cottage industry where people were filing thousands and thousands and thousands of suits every month just for very small amounts. And that's not what the law was designed to do. So how'd they fix that? Have they done that? Yes, they did. One of the fixes they did is they ended that attorney's fees. So now there's no more one-way attorney's fees. There are still ways for consumers to get fees if they win a case. There are ways, but it's not an automatic one-way attorney fee just for the consumer, even if you get $1 more. And that solved the problem. And now we've seen litigation rates go down dramatically since the law has been in effect. Wow. Holy cow. Crazy how one thing that's been there for a long time, someone figures out, exploits it. It's kind of like you shouldn't have the stop sign there. You don't need it. But there's one idiot that, that got into a wreck or did something, and now that everybody has to stop there. Um, but yeah, it's a, wow, that's amazing. Because I do see that there's probably a very good side of that to protect the consumer and to be able to get the legal fees paid if they need to, even to get a little bit of money if it's really legitimately owed. But if you start exploiting that, wow, that's amazing. So how do you see that transcending into helping um, it lower those rates of where you are. Is it, is it, it, are rates really just really high though because of the hurricanes as well? I mean, I mean, I mean, it's a mixture of a bunch of things, right? It, that's a great question, Jason. There are, there are things that we can control. There's levers that we can pull and then there are areas we can't control. I can't control the fact that there was COVID which resulted in supply chain issues uh, and the fact that there's inflation because we printed so much money in this country as well as other type of supply side problems. I can't change that. It does, it is more expensive to get drywall. It is more expensive to get lumber. It is more expensive now to mine metal for nails. I mean, all of those things are true from COVID, the supply side, the inflationary pressures. That is all true, Jason. And so that's nothing I can control. I have to raise my rate, my premium to cover the costs if Roofing materials cost more if labor costs more. And so that's something insurance companies can't directly control. 
right? Mm-hmm. We, we can't we can't control that. And so that's something that just exists in the economic environment. There are things that we can theoretically control. And so what we try to do is change the laws, which they've done, so that there wasn't all of this cottage industry of filing lawsuits against insurance companies. So if I pay a claim for 20000 I negotiate with you, maybe it's 23000 but it's not 23000 and then 200000 in attorney's fees. We're going to settle somewhere and we're going to come to an agreement more easily and more upfront because you don't have that, that incentive to file a quick suit to get additional money just for you, the attorney. Yeah, sure. And so we are seeing it work because we're seeing less uh, litigation. We're absolutely seeing le- less litigation. The state has reported that there are less lawsuits being filed against insurance carriers, property carriers in the state of Florida since the passage of this law, okay? So that's huge. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. What they also did, one more point, is that they outlawed what's called assignment of benefits. So another part of that law was that it wasn't just, you know, you suing. It was contractors suing for their bill under what's called an assignment of benefits, not to bore people. But just like in health insurance- We're all insurance agents. We get it. We all. And some of us are are insurance nerds like myself. You don't look like a nerd, man. You look way too cool. But (laughs) but I'm sure you love insurance policy. And and what it does- what it does is it's you give over your rights to the contractor or to a dry out or mitigation company or a board up company. And what they would do is they would say, no, I want $10,000 for us boarding up this house. And we'll say, well, no, it's worth 3000 Well, if you don't pay us more, we're going to file suit. And they would file suit. We'd end up paying a little bit more. Uh, and then they would get attorney's fees on the side. So that's not the individual. That's the company under okay. what's called an assignment suing in the place of the consumer. And they didn't have any loyalty or they didn't know anything about the insurance company. They just wanted to get their money and their attorneys wanted to file suit. So that has since been outlawed. If you want to come after us, you can. But for a a third-party contractor, they have to go through the homeowner and not directly against us. And they they can't have the homeowner give them an assignment of benefits and then they go. No more of that. Correct. That has been outlawed in the state of Florida. All right. Well, that that makes sense as well. Because also the same thing, we have the assignment of benefits like with uh, public adjusters. Correct. We use a lot that for that here. And, you know, I'm not a person that's against public adjusters. I think they're needed in a very, very unique 1% of the time. Um, but majority of the time, I try to tell my insureds, you're just muddling up the water. I mean, you know, I... I uh, it's always funny. People always want to badmouth insurance companies because they don't pay claims. And what I usually find out in the uh, conversation, whenever I have I debate that with somebody, is usually it's health insurance. Usually with some health insurance, some cancer drug, or something like that. Um, I think a lot of times, like, well, they didn't cover my roof correctly. 
Well, the agent didn't tell you that it's over 15 years and after after that it starts depreciating, right? So um, I'm not trying to push the blame anywhere, but I think, and I could be wrong, all my loyal listeners, I know you're insurance agents, but I'm willing to say 99% of the time, not 100, 99% of the time, the insurance company pays the policy or the, the claim exactly the way the policy says. You know, sometimes they may want to be a butthead and pay a little less or pay a little more because they like them, whatever. But they pay what the thing says. And I get so many people get so lost in this. And once again, I just don't find that necessarily to be true. Um, but it is. I, don't, I, I mean, I've been doing it for 22 years. Every time I've had a client that has griped about a claim not being paid, it was usually a legitimate reason why. And if there wasn't, we called the carrier, explained it, and they paid. So I don't know. It's I, weird. I'm going to agree with you. And I'm not a health insurance expert, but from the property side, when we get better business bureau complaints, which are very rare because we do a very good job, I mean, maybe a few a year. But when I review them, a lot of times I find frustration from the customer and it's, they don't necessarily understand the coverage. So for instance, in the Mm -hmm. last hurricanes that we had down here, hurricanes, uh, we had Ian and Nicole down in South Florida in the Southeast. And what we find is that there was, especially the one that was on the Southwest coast, there was flooding. And there was wind. Well, as you know, the regular homeowner's policy doesn't cover flood, which is storm surge, water on the ground, overflowing uh, drainage ditches. That is not going to be covered. And so we get a lot of people who will come in and they'll, they'll have a claim. We'll pay for the roof that was damaged by wind, the windows that were broken by wind. But the water inside up to that three feet mark where the water is, where you see the lines on the drywall, that's flood. That's clearly flood. Everyone admits it, right? If, if the, the Lord himself comes down he's going to look, he's going to say, yeah, that's flood. Like there's no argument about that. Right. But yet they don't really understand that. Well, you're my homeowners. You need to pay for this. And we try to explain, we don't get a premium for the flood. We get a premium for the homeowner's risk, which includes wind and theft and dog bites and fires or whatever they cover. It doesn't cover flood, which includes storm surge and overflow, et cetera. And nobody does in America. Correct. You go to the NFIP, you, you go through... Whatever it happens to be, it's a, it's a very difficult uh, thing mm-hmm. to, to ensure. And so to make a long story short, we don't cover that. And so, but a lot of times you get customers who just don't understand or they understand and they just want their claim paid. They don't care who pays it, mm-hmm. but we're not allowed to pay it. And so explaining that sometimes is what we need to do better, even if we're 100% correct in the payment we made and the coverage that's available or not available. I agree. I agree, man. I really, truly do agree. So what is something that you would that you would say that you would caution the rest of the United States? There are other states that have those laws in place. They just haven't been exploited like they were in Florida. There are some laws. And we'll, let's talk about them. They're, they're, most, most states do not have a one-way attorney's fees like we had. We were an outlier, which is okay. why Florida was such a problem. So most other states have already solved that they don't just give Oh, you get $1 more even in a settlement and you get basically unlimited attorney's fees and the court can double them. We don't have that in most other states. And so it's not that big a deal. One of the things Florida did recently that we changed as part of our tort reform package was we made it so that in liability cases, uh, there's what's called comparative negligence, comparative fault, right? So if people are involved in something, let's say that uh, we're, we're auto is a good example. But we, I missed the stop sign, but you're also turning right illegally and we hit each other and, you know, I'm injured and I suffer $100,000 in damages. We can divide up 
basically what percentage of the fault was yours, what percentage of the fault was mine, and then I only get paid on what percentage of the fault was yours. So if you're 20% liable, you know, then I'm going to get 200,000. What the law did in Florida, what we changed to make it more fair for everyone, was that if the person who's suing is more than 50% responsible for that accident, they don't get anything. Um, one of the things we want we, you look at is if there's liability, if there's something where the person, let's say, is, I, I'm suing you, but I'm 90% the fault, I could still get 10% of the loss from you. Wow. So let's say I sue you for 10 million, 10% is a million dollars, even though it's 90% my fault. The Florida legisl legislature said that's ridiculous. If you're more than half at fault for the accident, or for any kind of liability incident, you shouldn't collect. And I think that's reasonable, and I think that's fair. If, you, if you're basically at fault for something, you shouldn't be filing suit to collect money from anyone. You're the right. one, more than half, caused that incident. And so I, that's I a tort reform law, yeah, that Florida passed, uh, and something that might be of interest in other states as well, that they want to look at that type of tort reform and make it a bit, a bit more difficult for just anyone off the street to claim an injury and then and then file a lawsuit because it costs everyone money. If you're an agent and you're living in Florida and you're listening to this, would you expect that your life would become a little bit easier? Because right now, Stacy, if you're doing personal lines in Florida and you know, but I talk to agents all over, I mean, they're they're requoting a hundred to two hundred clients a a, 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 week, a month, and I'm and I know there's bigger agencies doing that, but the average agent right now is just requoting their whole book. It's stressing them out. I know some that have literally sold their agencies due to the fact that they're overloaded. They didn't advance and or adapt to technology. And now they're neat and seeing the benefits of not being able to pull enough files out of the filing cabinet. I can't believe there's people that still do that. Um, but there is. What would you say that their outlook, you feel, this is your professional opinion of what you feel the outlook looks like as far as the market for the next three to five years in Florida? I think the market in Florida, if you're a Florida agent, is going to be absolutely phenomenally good over the next 36 months, over to even to 60 months. I believe it's going to be absolutely amazing. Three okay. reasons. Three reasons. One, even though we've had maybe seven or eight companies go out of business over the last few years, the companies that have stayed are solid and they're not going anywhere. True. The state farms are getting back in the business. The all states are writing more policy. People like us, the Florida Peninsulas, the Universals, Edisons, we're all back in this game and we're here to stay. Number two, the reasoning in the past that we've had to have rate increases continually go up is over. You will see rate increases for the next 12 months because the laws have only recently changed and policies are now getting onto this new system uh, in terms of you know, how much we need for the past and how much we're going to need for the future in terms of looking at our actuarial um, you know, analysis and coming up with those numbers. So there will be kind of a 12-month flow, but you are going to see premiums level out because of less litigation, less frivolous claims, and less fraud, and because of the tort reform changes that were made. And number three, you're going to see more new companies come in, which is going to make us all sharpen our pencils and compete. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, I do believe you're going to see maybe five or six companies new in Florida. That's huge. When you've only got 10 or 12 writing at all, and you've got mm -hmm. some of the other carriers that are coming back and maybe five or six new companies that'll start operations over the next 24 months because there are so many policies available for, for sale because citizens, the government insurance company has so many policies available for what we call removal. If you start a company or have an existing company, 
For those reasons, this is a great time to be an agent in Florida. They should listen to your podcast and and do all of your things so they can learn how to be good, efficient agents because this is the time to sell. You're going to see your book explode over the next three or four years. We're 12 months away from really this market being unbelievably solid here in the Southeast. Wow, and that's good coming from you with it being a legal uh, hellhole like it has been with the insurance. It's really good for someone like you to say that. Um, I also could see that um, it could be profitable going forward because not all, but a large inventory of the homes there have been reconstructed and built to the codes that is crazy. You say, you talked about the one in Fort Myers that you know there was houses just leveled, and then you'd see houses. Pit- you know, here spread there and there scattered through. And those were the ones that were, you know, uh, the up to code. And it's like, okay, so man, you build those homes like that. These tornadoes are tornadoes. I, we have tornadoes in the Midwest. Those hurricanes down there, I mean, are really have to be unbelievably bad to level it. I can see it in the next 20 years to where a bad hurricane will come out and you'll still have all the houses just still sitting there, you know, which uh, doesn't happen a lot today. That what happened in Fort Myers was just tragic. I mean, unbelievably tragic. So I toured that area and I will say that the damage was just was very devastating, but it was in a limited area. And so if you went outside that area of tightly focused high winds, you found that there was damage, but it was a lot less. It dropped off. And as you said, companies like ours that did good, responsible underwriting with all of the technology and all of the tools that are available today with the, the aerial imagery on the roofs, and looking at water meters and looking at distance to water and who's filed permits for new roofs since 2007 when the codes have changed, our homeowners did better than many other insurance companies. We found that people with new roofs did unbelievably well. I took phone calls, first notice of lost phone calls, because the first 48 hours we're getting everything set up and the outsourced uh, companies are just starting to get people online. And so everyone in the company is trained to answer calls. I answered calls. Hello, this is Florida Peninsula. This is Edison. Do you have a claim to report? Uh, I love doing that. And so I would, I'm telling you over and over again on the couple hundred calls that I did, I heard people say, how is your claim? Well, I don't have much. I have a little bit of water in my garage. My roof is fine. My neighbor's roof, who had an older roof, is blown off and is, is on their yard. My roof, I lost two shingles because I had a new roof. I heard that over and over again. And that's a testament to the building codes it's a testament mm-hmm. to the construction down here since 2007, and even more recently than since 2012, and to our underwriting people who took good policies. If you want to get a good rate, make sure that you have a good roof and an upgraded home. You got to put some money into it, and then you're going to have a safer home. And over the long run, it's less expensive from an insurance perspective. Absolutely love it, man. Could not agree more with you. So um, hey, really, really do appreciate it. Stacy Julian T, as he says there, it's got the T with uh, Florida Peninsula Insurance. Um, the CLO, Chief Legal Officer, was that right? You got yeah. it. Man, I love it very much. I love your energy. I love the fact that you can dissect that easy for us. And yes, most people could care less. But then again, I bet you there's a lot of consumers that don't know about those three or four things. And if you're in Florida, I mean, as a loyal listener, take this information, listen to it again, write it down, transcribe it, whatever. Um, And this is good information that you can tell your insureds. The good news is coming. There is light. You just have to sometimes be taller than everybody else to be able to see over the horizon. 
So anyways, I do appreciate you very much, Stacey, and I appreciate you, loyal listeners. You know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass. He's Stacey Giulianti. We are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.